Well, hello, church family. Welcome back to another edition of the post-sermon wrap-up podcast. I'm Pastor Scott. And I am Pastor Kevin. And it is good to be back with you after a several-week hiatus. I don't know where Pastor Kevin has been for the last month, but uh, it is... From the way he arose... And enough of that. All right. Well, we are excited to be back after a couple of weeks off here to have uh, the privilege to debrief again just this past Sunday. And this was a special Sunday because this was indeed Resurrection Sunday. And so uh, with that came a special break in our series from uh, more than a children's story to really have the privilege to just give a Sunday focus to the resurrection, which... As you have mentioned before, I mean, the resurrection is the reason we gather every Sunday morning, right? right? I mean, that's that's the, right. that's the hope we have. And so even though it is the hope of each and every week that we have, it is still appropriate to give some special credence to it there on these days. So you you did a great job. You went a little bit... Uh, off the norm from past Easter Sundays, you yeah. went away from the narrative story of the resurrection and really kind of took our hearts to, you know, how the resurrection uh, changes the way that we live, which yeah. very, very helpful angle. I appreciate kind of going that off the script there. So really, your, your sermon was built around this idea of resurrection power. In fact, that was what you entitled it, it was our study from Philippians 3.10. And if you don't remember Philippians 3.10... Paul writing that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And then verse 11, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So basing this whole idea about, around that idea of resurrection power, the power of the resurrection. So Kevin, what exactly is resurrection power then? Yeah, it is the, the, the life-giving work of God's Spirit that uh, He employs in our lives today, but it's actually the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Let me, when you ask, what is resurrection power? Let me read from Ephesians chapter 1, because in Ephesians chapter 1, um, verse 19, Paul says this, what is the immeasurable, immeasurable, how do you say that immeasurable. word? Immeasurable. Oh, that, that's the good word. What is the immeasurable greatness of God's power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might mm -hmm. that he worked in Christ when so here you have immeasurable greatness of great might working in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places he says that is the power that he wants us to experience as Christians today. So when we talk about experiencing resurrection power, we're not actually mm -hmm. talking about um, <laughs> physically, you know, God causing us to come out of some state of physical death or physical mm -hmm. grave. That That is mm -hmm. the resurrection hope that we have after mm -hmm. our death. Mm -hmm. But by resurrection power, we're, re we're referring to the, the mighty working of God's Spirit in our lives today as Christians, that helps us to say no to the flesh mm. and say and submit to the Spirit. It is the power of God by which we have supernatural life, spiritual life, mm. contrary to our sin. 
I feel like I used a whole bunch of words there, and I'm not sure if it was clear, but summarize that for me, Scott. What does that mean to you? <laughs> well, no, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it seems like it's uh, it's another one of these beautiful aspects of what it means to be united with Christ, right? Yes. To be united with Christ in his Beth Daryl death, burial, and resurrection, right? And yeah. so, you know, that, that power of Christ dying for our sins, you know, we think about the implications of what that means for our death, you know, to the, the punishment of sin in our lives. We often think about what does that mean for the resurrection aspect yeah. of that, right? And that is the fact that he has given us not just newness of life. Well, what does that mean, newness of life? It means that we no longer are the same and we're no longer, I think you used this in your sermon, we're no longer slaves to sin, yes. right? Yes. That bondage is broken. We no longer are bound to living the way that we once were. We are, as Paul writes in Second Corinthians five seventeen, we are yes. new creations. The old has yes. gone, and new has come. Resurrection power brings that and imparts that to the Christian life. Yeah, that is that's so good. And so I think, I think that brings <clears throat> hope. To me, that brings tremendous hope with, with the dark, seasons of our soul. You know, we all have seasons in life, and I know I I was just at a, at a very basic level. I was transparent, you know, on Sunday about some really hard, dark seasons, despairing seasons in my life in the past, and how God's grace shone light into that dungeon mm -hmm. of of uh, despair. And so, because of the resurrection, we have power. We have supernatural power now through God's Spirit, to overcome our sin and to walk in righteousness no matter what is going on mm -hmm. in our life, no matter how much our enemies hate us. I mean, I just, I've been, as I as I counsel with different people and as I shepherd, you know, the flock in relationships, and I and I find people at different times, they're bound up in, in the constipation mm -hmm. of bitterness, you know, and I'm like, oh no, the resurrection power mm -hmm. <laughs> means that you don't have to stay in that prison of bitterness anymore. Mm -hmm. You can forgive. You can live free. You know, like yeah. somebody else's sin doesn't have to control you anymore. Yeah, you can live free. You know, you don't have to keep sinning. You don't have to stay discouraged. And you are not the sum of your past mistakes. Like there is resurrection, mm -hmm. life-giving power for our lives because of the Spirit's work in the resurrection. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's very, very good news. Yeah. And and that should just, I hope, I pray, really encourage all of our hope in God's provision for me today. Mm -hmm. Like we have the Spirit of the living God. We have a God of resurrection mm -hmm. with us. So I don't have to gossip. I don't have to live for greed and selfish ambition today. I can totally live in the power of the Spirit of Christ, the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. Romans 8.11 says this, If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life mm. to your mortal bodies through His Spirit <clears throat> who dwells in us. Mm. I think that's good news. I think so. You uh, you started to hint, I think, here a little bit. I mean, obviously, we, we've talked a little bit about the, the theoretical of what this actually means for the fact that we have new life in Christ. So 
talk a little bit here maybe about just the resurrection in general. So we talked a little bit about resurrection power, but just think about the resurrection is a essential um, component of the gospel message, right? We have no yep. good news apart from the resurrection. Um, but so, it's a miracle. But it, it really is. And <laughs> it's, it's Paul, even though even though the death of Christ, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, the death of Christ and the crucifixion seems to be referred to more often than the resurrection of Christ. The resurrection um, is essential to the gospel message and the fact that it has profound implications on the Christian faith. So yeah. I know you had some life group questions on the back of your sermon note sheet here about some of those you know, implications or what difference does believing or disbelieving, especially the resurrection, have? This is one of my favorite things to talk about with the youth, but maybe you could just walk us through just some of the just practical implications of, you know, maybe there's somebody who's in our church right now who's struggling to believe still in just the historical reality of the resurrection, and yet they love Jesus and they like the idea of, you know, his, his death and his sacrifice for us. Why is this so important that we embrace and really come to love and cherish. Yeah. Yeah, I think 1 Corinthians 15 would be uh, a great text to go to for that. I, There's no doubt the resurrection is a miracle. Mm-hmm. And um, and the Christian life is to be miraculous. Mm-hmm. And so let's take, let's take the Christian message and the Christian life outside of the human explanation. Mm-hmm. Let, let's, let's remove this from human norms mm-hmm. and say, if, if, the, if the only Christian life we live can be explained by humanness, mm-hmm. then we're not, we're not truly Christians. Yeah. That's to make a God in our own image. Is That's that right. Is. Yeah. So let's, let's acknowledge Jesus was dead. Mm-hmm. He was in the grave for three days. He was dead. Mm-hmm. And the spirit of the living Christ, the spirit of God, mm-hmm. rose him from the dead. Mm-hmm. This is a miracle. Mm-hmm. That's why we have hope. And so, so Paul would write in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if Christ didn't, if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is empty, it's mm-hmm. futile, it's vain, mm. and you are still in your sins. He's like, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, you're just playing games. Mm-hmm. Like you're just coming to church, you're singing, you're doing all the things, mm-hmm. you're checking the boxes, you're playing games, but it is worthless. It's the power of the resurrection that proves miraculously mm-hmm. that the Christian life is supernatural. It is divine. Like God is at work in us. Mm-hmm. Our sins are truly forgiven. <laughs> We're not just playing games. This is not just some cognitive behavioral mm-hmm. manipulation where we somehow therapeutically make us feel better because yeah. we do certain religious exercises. No, mm-hmm. this is resurrection. Mm-hmm. This is Jesus is alive and we have hope because a miracle happened with mm-hmm. Jesus and that same miracle is now being experienced in us. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, I I appreciate so much of the profound implications in in 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, We covered a little bit just briefly with our youth, verse 19 and 20. Hmm. Verse 19, no, it talks about if if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. So what, what Paul is saying there is, listen, 
if Christ has not been raised, and if, in other words, if it's just about, you know, having Christ in this life because, you know, there is no resurrection after this. Right. He says we are, we are to be pitied. Um, we you know, I, sad, I had you see. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to get bold with our students on Sunday and just remind them, like, honestly, guys, if the resurrection isn't true, you, your life is a joke right now. Yeah. It's, it is pathetic. It is lame. Uh you were to be pitied. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, don't come to church next Sunday. Go out into the world, do what you want to. Why would you if, ever tell them that? Jesus has not been raised. But the good news is the very next but, verse, verse 20. But, but, but in fact, Christ has been raised that's from right, the dead. That's right. It's, we don't have to live in this hypothetical, well, has he or has he not? No, he has. And because of that, your life is not lame. Yeah. It is not to be pitied. In fact, it is to be embraced. It is one that is worthy of, as you talked about, the sufferings and the yes. cost of everything that happens this side of glory yeah. because of what awaits for us in the future. See, if this is this is really important, Scott. If we disconnect our cross-bearing mm-hmm. from the resurrection of Jesus, mm-hmm. then, then we make a grave mistake. Mm-hmm. So, Following Jesus does require mm-hmm. self-denial mm-hmm. because a life of love requires mm-hmm. saying no to myself before I can say yes to others. Mm-hmm. If if if, and I think that's that's part. Excuse me, I think that's part of the pity mm-hmm. that First Corinthians fifteen nineteen is talking about is mm-hmm. is if we're if we're going to follow Christ, there's a great cost to that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, there there's a tremendous cost to following Christ. To follow Christ is not a life of health, wealth, and prosperity mm-hmm. on this earth. Mm-hmm. It's a life of self-denial. It's mm-hmm. a life of daily picking up my cross, denying myself, mm-hmm. and following Jesus. And you say, well, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Well, because that's how resurrection power actually is made evident in my life. Yeah. It's, it's, the resurrection power is not a life of, of grand, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of the right word, prosperity. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if the right word, mm-hmm. but it's not a, it's not a, it's not a life of just I get everything that I want mm-hmm. upon my single demand. Yeah. It is a life that is supernaturally powered, miraculously powered to be to walk in newness of life, to walk in the fruit of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit of course we know is mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And so it's crucifying our flesh. Mm-hmm. It's crucifying our passions. Mm-hmm. It's it's picking up our cross daily. In other words, like Paul says in Philippians 3:10, participating or sharing or fellowshipping with the sufferings of Christ and and continuing to fulfill what is lacking in Christ's afflictions, which is just a fascinating term from Colossians 1, 24 and 25, Mm. which basically means I am being willing to be Christ's ambassador, Christ's messenger. So I'm going to suffer the cost in this world of being on Jesus's team. Yeah. I'm going to suffer the reproaches of Christ for his name's sake so that mm. the world can know that he is good. And in doing so, I share in Christ's sufferings. I fill up what's still lacking in his afflictions, but I do it as an expression of his resurrection power, yeah. as an expression of his spirit working in me. And I just think that's, mm. that's fantastic. <clears throat> Well, it is good news for us here as we celebrate. We kind of come down from the high of the Easter holiday season, but it's one of those that we have to remind ourselves. This is this is something that is a part of, it is essential to our lives each and every day as That's Christians. Right. So this is not just a one and done type of thing. We'll see you next year. This is 
Christian rejoice and live in this hope each and every day. What's so, the last song we sang at the end of service? Christ, Christ our, our hope and in life, life and, and death. death. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's well, so good. Well, thank you for ministering to us so well this weekend and taking the time today to debrief it. Next week, we are back in and really we are wrapping up our More Than a Children's Story series. And we are in the story of Jonah and the Big Fish, which we might think to ourselves like, man, that's quite the that's quite the swing to go from, you know, Easter Sunday, you know, and <laughs> oh, resurrection to you Jonah. Wait. You, you, just you would wait. think. <laughs> any, uh, any, any, uh, Teasers. Can I give you a wanna, teaser? Yeah, you yeah, give a teaser yeah. For Sunday? Yeah. So think about this, church. Did Jonah actually die in the whale? And if you want a hint on that, go to Matthew chapter 12, where Jesus talks about the sign of the prophet Jonah. Oh, we're going to have fun Sunday. I can't wait to open up Jonah and see God's heart mm-hmm. for the lost. It's going to be great. Well, we hope that you will be there to join us for that. It's an exciting uh, Sunday ahead. So, church, we will look forward to seeing you there, and we will look forward to hopefully seeing you back here next week for our next edition of the Wrap-Up Podcast. Have a great day.